Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Ozzy with and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today, a high of 43. Rain's not scheduled to show up until about midnight. So that's cool. But then tomorrow it's going to rain all over again, a high of 39. It's currently 42 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Guess what we'll be talking about? Football and the Patriots. Maybe DeMar Hamlin, too, since it's all kind of working together. So we'll be talking to him after 8. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. We got uh, a four-pack of tickets to give away for Saturday's game. We'll give you all the details for that a little bit later on. And a whole lot of other stuff today, too. Just about 5.36 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and David Bowie with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, oh, I just lost it in front of me here. It's going to be somewhat rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It's 44 in downtown Springfield. Oh, yeah, I just got to go right into this. Yeah, you got to go right into Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Allaboutcats.com put together a list of the 10 richest pets in the world. At number three is Taylor Swift's Scottish fold cat, Olivia Benson. She has a net worth of $97 million. The cat. The cat. Olivia earned her uh, worth by appearing alongside Taylor in various commercials like DirecTV, Diet Coke, and AT&T in her music videos, including Me and Blank Space. At number one is Gunther the Sixth at $500 million. He's a German Shepherd owned by the Gunther Corporation. His grandfather inherited an $80 million fortune, which has since grown from real estate investments. And they have left this money to the, to the pets. How is the cat making real estate investments? I have no idea. Do you, like, call Wells Fargo to see if you can finance a mortgage for a real estate investment? I mean, I didn't realize they were so savvy with their expenses. This is the bank. Can I help you? Meow, meow, meow. (laughs) Yes. We can do that for you right now, sir. At number two is Nala Cat at $100 million. She's Instagram famous with 4.4 million followers and owns a premium cat food brand called Love Nala. And Oprah Winfrey's four dogs made the list at number four. They each have their own trust fund and are set to collectively inherit $30 million when Oprah passes. I hope my dog's not listening right now because I I don't want to turn him sour, but um, he's not in my will. I uh, I set up a college fund for Wally. <laughs> it's got six bones in it. Well, that's almost good for a master's degree. Well, I, yeah, but I, I mean, if you got to re- keep reinvesting those bones year after year, you know, in, in seven years, You're supposed to double your bones. He'll have twelve bones, right? Well, theoretically. Uh, and the late Carl Lagerfeld's cat Chupette is number six with an inherited fortune of thirteen million. And Betty White's Golden Retriever Pontiac is number seven with an inherited fortune of $5 million. Can you imagine being like one of Betty White's kids going, are you kidding me? <laughs> the dog gets $5 million? That seems uh, I mean, a little... I, uh... And you know, the, the dog's not even going to spend it wisely. 
Just no. going to spend it on booze and hookers. and Yeah, all of a sudden, all these orders for Chewy.com shows up at the door. Yeah, right. You know? Hey, who ordered this uh, this ball catcher? Well, the dog's lying there licking himself. I just put it with air with the others. Yeah, hires his own hires his own handler. No, I don't want you anymore. I want him. <laughs> he rubs my belly better. Uh, in his new book, Prince Harry says Prince William once physically attacked him when they were arguing about his relationship with Meghan Markle. He says William shoved him to the ground, but but later apologized. Is there any end to the uh, to the dysfunction of this family? I'm really? S- I'm sorry, nobody likes your girlfriend, fiance, soon to be queen, prince, girl thing. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, anxiety between these uh, these royals. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get past it. I was watching a little bit more on that whole uh, that that Netflix thing. Yeah, eh, I got a problem. It's like you know they're they're, they're continually continually. Do, I don't want to be uh, invaded by the media, but here is everything we do. Yes. Well, the as you know, the the best way to achieve privacy uh-huh. is to allow cameras in your home. I guess so. And to follow you around for almost a year. Sharon Osbourne dropped some details about her daughter Kelly's new baby on a British talk show. And afterwards, Kelly posted a message saying, quote, It's no one's place but mine to share any information about my baby. <laughs> well, that's nice. I'm her being, and her mom are getting along just well. Uh, I'm being told that, in fact, the dog is listening. Oh, really? Yes, and his paws are right on the phone for Thunderbird Thursday. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> exactly. He's uh, ready to dial. I want four seats on the glass. That's what I want. And a koozie. <laughs> Brian Cranston will return as Walter White in a Super Bowl commercial for Frito-Lay's Popcorners. The game airs on Sunday, February 12th on Fox. Yeah, let's take a, a show about meth and tie it in somehow to Frito-Lay's Popcorners. Can you imagine the pitch meeting to that thing? What demographic do we want to go to this year? Well, I think meth addicts are an underserved group of people. Who would love snacks as much as anybody else? Johnson, get me Brian Cranston by 5 o'clock. You got it, sir. I find it hard to imagine him going from, like, uh, you know, cooking meth to serving snacks and dip. Oh, yeah. I, well, once, once you've cooked meth. Yeah, you're done. You're kind of you're good. Dave Bautista. Do you know who that is? Yes, actually, I do. He doesn't need to be the next megastar like The Rock. He just wants to be a, quote, respected actor. He's also done playing Drax in the Marvel movies because, quote, it was hard playing that role. Just respect me. He was in that uh, that show Glass Onion. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Though. Yeah, it's got a good cast. It's a little bit like, a little too much like Clue. Uh, last year, Little Nas X and The Wiggles had a back and forth on Twitter about possibly collaborating. All right. I like that. Uh, and over New Year's, one of The Wiggles posted a picture of the group with Nas. There's no word if they're actually working together or not. Hmm. Wouldn't that be cool, though? That would be something. Uh, have you ever noticed uh, that Dolly Parton often wears fingerless gloves? I haven't noticed it, but now that you've mentioned it, you're right. Depending on who you believe, she wears them to hide the scar tissue or age spots, or she wears them as a matter of personal taste. Which one do you think it is? I don't know, because I've heard rumors that she's all sleeved up with tattoos, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's true. It's just like a rumor I read on the internet. Maybe she's got like uh, 
you know, like love and hate on her knuckles. Yeah. You know, those tattoos. Like, if she ever gets into a bar fight, she's yeah. there to intimidate. I don't know if Dolly Parton would be that intimidating if you're in a bar fight. Don't you? I don't know. Uh, and uh, Kim Kardashian uh, keeps changing the hair. She changes it almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much change is when Ray J gave me the French kiss on the undercarriage anchovy in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. You like anchovies? Actually, I don't mind anchovies. Uh, but now that you've brought it up this way, maybe I may... They're uh, actually pretty tasty. I might have to wean my way off of them. Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the Manhattan transfer and the pickle stinker. <laughs> I filled the clam canal with prawn cocktail. What do you try to sauce, say? Sauce. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I gave her a ball bag baptism with the leader of the sack. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, somewhat rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It's 44 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock today. There's loads of stuff to talk to, uh, to Zolak about. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. we got tickets for Saturday's game against the Utica Comets. So that's uh, that's coming up later on today, too. Utica Comets. The Utica Comets. They suck. And we're gonna, I, I don't even know how good they are. We're going to beat the crap out of them. Yes. Well. Oh, you got to, you know. Well, they won three. You got to spice it up, Barrett. I know. You hey, listen, they sell the sizzle. Thunderbirds have won three in a row. They got the, I, think it was, I don't know if it's Bridgeport or whatever it is, uh, Friday night, and then uh, on Saturday they got Utica. So well, Maybe uh, Saturday will be number five win in a row. Let's hope so. Uh, if you bought your kid uh, a toy for Christmas, I hope you gave it a test run. Uh, my kids don't really ask for toys. Well, in their, in their 20s. There are people out there who still buy toys for their children. Sure, yeah. And my kids aren't like toys. It's more like, you know, it just evolves. Yeah, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not toy-driven at that age no. anymore. Well, a mom on TikTok posted an angry video after she realized a toy her toddler got was telling him inappropriate off-color jokes. It's a fake remote control made by a company in Japan called Lindsay. It's a ye- it's yellow with pink and blue buttons, and the box says it's uh, for kids three and up. But when you push the buttons, it tells jokes, and some are not for children that young. <laughs> the kid's great man- grandmother brought it, uh, bought it for him for Christmas, apparently through Walmart.com. And while he was using it, his family heard say uh, it say something about drive-by shootings. The joke was, you want to know what the joke was? Of course I do. What makes a clip clop clip clock bang sound? I don't know. An Amish drive-by shooting. <laughs> the mom reached out to the company, and they said they've stopped selling it while they look into what happened. What do you mean, buddy? What do you look into what happened? You already know what the uh, script is. Well, first of all, who is going to get offended by an Amish joke? Uh, How yeah. many Amish are going to use a machine, a yeah. newfangled yeah. machine, to yeah. hear that kind of joke? But there was other ones. Uh, Walmart says a third-party seller listed it on their site, and they've stopped selling it, too. Other sites have pulled it down as well, including Lowe's, Macy's, Office Depot, and ShopHQ.com. Now I really want one. <laughs> so here's this Here's this uh, mom on TikTok talking about this thing. Hi, guys. Oh, hang on. Okay, go ahead. I was just coming on here because 
I need TikTok to do its thing. Um, so we celebrate with our family on Christmas Eve, and my grandmother got my nine-month-old son this toy remote, okay? It's the Lindsay brand, L-I-N-S-A-Y. Um, she purchased this at Walmart. She's a woman. It's going to take a so, while to get it. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of conversation. It, give it to my son, like, not paying any attention. He's going to town, chewing on it, pressing the buttons. We don't notice anything. Well, then my mom hears something, and she calls us all in, and she's like, it just said something about a drive-by shooting. I'm like, there's no way. So, let me see if I can get this quickly enough. It says on the box. It tells jokes. How many Catholic priests are required to screw a light bulb into its socket? Two. One to do the screwing and one to hear the confession. All right, that's offensive. <laughs> what? That e- right. A kid's toy. There's a baby on the box. Let's see what else. Tom told his friend, my brother has a job with 10,000 people under him. His friend replied, wow. He must be the CEO of a corporation. Tom said, no, he cuts the grass in a cemetery. Okay. Right, that's kind not, of funny. Not that funny. Still, yeah. for a baby. <sighs> well, anyway. It gets worse. It gets Do worse. You know why the chicken... A man and his son were riding in the car. You'll Here never guess what makes a clip-clop, clip-clop, bang, bang, clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop noise. And Amish drive-by shooting. <laughs> That's great stuff. See, uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, I think it's important and maybe healthy for a kid to learn good quality jokes yeah. at a young age. Yeah, I, I bought my kids, uh, you know, corny dad jokes for Christmas book. I and they that. loved it, they right? They loved it, They yeah. probably laughed for hours. Well, yeah. this is... You know, that's like your introductory, your comedy introduction uh, class. And here is like, a, you know, comedy uh, like a 2.0. I, I can't wait till the uh, the first kid at the talent show at school to go, let me tell you some of my Amish material I got here. <laughs> the Amish. Have you seen these people? Oh, God, I can't stand the Amish. <laughs> uh, but, I, yeah, I don't think there was a toy. I remember. Remember this guy, Jim Polito? Do you remember that guy? I vaguely remember his work. Years ago, he did a report on a, and it was the, it was the dollar store down in West Springfield <clears throat> at the Riverdale shops. Right. That was selling this, uh, it was a laser pointer. And the laser pointer had different little, like, uh, attachments you could put at the end of it and project something on the... Right. Uh, on, on, like, the side of the screen. I had one of these, not the particular one that he was doing the story about, but I had one of those, and we did that on my dad's casket when he was, uh, you know, during the wake. <laughs> my brother and I were taking the little laser pointer and doing the little naked lady silhouette on the side of the casket, <laughs> which was... That's a very true story, too. I'm That's, sure. Yeah. Nothing yeah. disrespectful about that at all. Well, hey, you know... You, <laughs> Get re- you make respect you you get you make disrespect you get disrespect. Um, so that, that, the old man would have wanted it he that absolutely way. would have wanted it that way. So we did that, but then so this particular uh, thing that Jim Polito was doing a story about it was a swastika. There was a swastika in the box, really, and in it like it looked like a swastika, 
but there was something different about it. It wasn't like quite, you know, what, why what, what a swastika. Why would anybody sell that? It was a little off, you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like anything. Well, it turns out, you know, they do this investigation, and then the explanation came as this that particular design was like an ancient Chinese like symbol. Really? And it wasn't intended to be a swastika because if you looked at it, it there was something different about it. It was the the, the the things were different, like in different directions. Yeah, it was the Chinese symbol for invading uh, no, European no, countries. No, no, it was it was some sort of like peace symbol or something like that. But it was not. But it wasn't an actual swastika. It was something like that was that looked like a swastika. Oh my God. I, I, I would love to have a toy like this, though, that tells uh, off-color jokes. Yeah, that would be terrific. Yeah. That'd be great fun. We was could it, we could just, just sit here and, and do, like, dueling jokes, me and you. Wasn't that on the Steve Martin album where he's doing the show and he sees, like, a kid in the audience? He's like, oh, how old's that kid? Uh, five? I got, some, <laughs> I got some jokes for him. These two lesbians are walking down the street. <laughs> Starts giving the kid material. Yeah, you got to start them young if you want to have them. And that's, listen, if they want, if you want your kid to be doing comedy at a twelfth grade level early, yeah, gotta get, gotta get to the bottom yeah. floor. Uh, I'm kind of mad at this lady that she exposed this thing because I would really would have liked to have had one before <laughs> they stopped selling them. It's six twenty one with Bax and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. Winter is here, and it's time to. What is? Oh, it's the printer printing. I was wondering where that sound was coming from. I just printed something, and I'm like, where is that noise coming from? Oh, it's the printer. And you're the one who hit print. I'm the one who hit print. Interesting. But it's printing more than what I expected it to be. Anyway, hmm. it's 44 in downtown Springfield. They they put a two-hour delay on my kid's school because of the ice. It's 43 44 degrees out. I know. I, I think they were expecting, and even Dan Brown had said that the other day in his little forecast that it was going to be icy during the Thursday morning commute. It's, it's, see, you know, to me, I mean, I understand, you know, icy, you know, like, you know, ice on the hill towns can be yeah. pretty treacherous. But unless you can actually prove that ice is there, well, seems I, to me you're kind of wasting everyone's time. Yeah, but I mean, they make these decisions the day before, but after talk, after looking at the forecast and then talking to the highway superintendent, who's also the barber and the you know, <laughs> you sure they're not looking town. at like like they didn't accidentally look at Huntington, Alaska, you know, or yeah, you know, may, or West Virginia maybe, maybe it's uh, colder down there, maybe yeah, because uh, there ain't no ice around here, nothing's frozen. I. Listen, Nothing. I don't know what to tell you, but there's a two-hour delay at the uh, the Gateway Regional School District. It's uh, 628. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cloudy skies this morning. 630 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Munson police arrested a suspect on January 2nd, and we're just hearing about it now. That's because... three days. Actually, that's for a town like Munson, which barely has electricity. Or yeah. phone service, it's pretty good. Right, but the second was also the observed holiday, so maybe they just didn't have anybody at the desk <clears> to tell anybody what was going on. Anyway, uh, this uh, they arrested a suspect after he allegedly sold cocaine to two undercover police officers. The suspect, 25-year-old Luis Martinez from Chicopee, allegedly possessed 47.9 grams of crack cocaine and 120 bags of heroin, a scale, and $2,200 in cash. Martinez was arrested and charged with distribu- distribution of cocaine, trafficking of cocaine, and all that other good stuff. His arraignment uh, was on January 3rd at the Palmer District Court. Hey, he had to wait because it was a holiday. Undercover cops in Munson. 
What's the world coming to? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, wouldn't that be kind of easy to spot? I would think the walkie-talkies on their belt would probably be a good... Uh, well, they probably have the earpiece. Yeah, thing. next to their gun holsters. I would yeah, think that would yeah. be a good uh, giveaway. The uh, Wilbraham Police Department received an uh, unexpected call yesterday when a resident discovered an old, unexploded explosive device. The resident uh, called police after cleaning out a basement and finding the device. The Mass State Police bomb squad removed it and took it to the wastewater facility near the Chicopee River. The device was then detonated around 6.15 p.m. The Wilbraham Police did say in their social media that the detonation caused a loud noise. Really? They usually do. Um, so me- when we blew it up, it made a big noise. It went kaboom or kablooey. <laughs> Could have made a baboom. Yeah, but I think it went well. But this is an interesting story to me yeah. because this this is, uh, I don't even ask, you know, how a bomb, uh, an explosive device got into your basement. My question is, when was the last time anyone cleaned that basement? Well, I mean, it could be somebody who bought the new, you buy a new home and you move into it and you're cleaning out all these old things that you, you find. I'm still finding stuff from the previous owners in my house. Yeah. Well, like in the, ba- like, like in the basement, a little like hanging that I didn't notice before. There's a fishing pole down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I told you that years ago when we, when I bought my first house, the uh, the previous owner had left something behind, and it wanted being a box of condoms. Oh, hey! Well, at least you like did. a big giant shoebox loaded with condoms. Well, I uh, that's helping you practice uh, safe sex. Yeah, with the same kinds of explosions. Oh, that like a kablooey! Kapow! Ba boom! You did a kablooey. Uh, no, I, I would have to say there wasn't a, those condoms weren't really used by us. No? No. Well, you're a good Catholic family. You're not going yeah, to use those condoms. Good gosh, no. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's, uh, that would go against the, uh, the edicts of the, of the Lord. Bax took those down to the Chickabee River and went kablooey! Ba-boom! A suspicious vehicle, uh... I'm going to do some Connecticut news here. All right. Because this is pretty interesting. East Lime, Connecticut. A suspicious uh, vehicle was spotted behind the Great Wall Chinese Food Restaurant in East Lime. Samuel Mello Cruz was arrested on January 4th for cooking oil thefts from places including the restaurant mentioned above. He's stealing cooking oil. He's the cooking oil bandit. What's he doing with all that cooking oil? Uh, I don't know. A short time later, the vehicle was observed traveling north on Flanders Road. Police conducted a motor vehicle stop and found burglary tools related to cooking oil. You got a thermometer here? <laughs> you, got your, uh, you got your gloves? You got your strainer? Mm-hmm. You got your slotted spoon? <laughs> they also found four large plastic containers with cooking oil in them. He was charged and released on $1,500 bond. He's scheduled to appear in New London Superior Court on January 25th. See, I would have done like some, uh, I would have set up a stakeout just to see what this guy was doing with all this cooking oil. I mean, is he deep frying everything? uh, Yeah, I guess he would be. I, I think that he's trying to heat his house with it. No, I bet you, I bet you that he brings him to the recycle. I think you can get money for the recycled cooking oil. I think that's really? what it is, yeah. I didn't know Isn't that. that they turn it into diesel fuel or they turn it into some sort of fuel? I don't know. I just I just pour mine down the drain. 
Well, no, 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 no. Don't ever do that. You do that in the storm sewer. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where I, you're well, supposed yeah, sure. to go. What's the matter with you? And hurting the environment like that, pouring it down your sink. Everybody knows it goes out in the street. Yeah. I used to just pour it in a river just to see what would happen. I like to pour it out in the middle of the roadway and watch cars slide by like they're on funny. ice skates. That's funny stuff, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. Get it? <laughs> I see, see what that, I did there? That's yeah. a play on words, how, like a pun. How about that? Uh, marijuana sales in Connecticut are starting in less than a week. Sales are expected to hit $375 million within the first year. Dispensaries. I'd are, say within the first hour. Dispensaries are uh, preparing for a big turnout on the first day. The CEO of Green Thumb Industries, Ben Kovler, says he's getting ready for the new rush of customers. Green Thumb Industries owns Blue Point Wellness in Brantford, a dispensary uh, open now for medical only. Uh, the name will soon be changed to Rise once they start selling uh, recreational marijuana on the 10th. I wonder if that there's a place in here that's called Rise. Could be. You know, I know we have a large uh, bunch of audience that lives in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You Connecticut people are going to love this. Yeah, this is great. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. People are going to start chilling out. Oh, uh, Everyone's going to be so chill in Connecticut. Yeah. So chill. Wait till you enjoy all the thrills of cannabis that we enjoy up here in Massachusetts. Your your Cheeto sales will go skyrocket. I'll tell you what. If I were going to open up a business, let's say I couldn't get a cannabis license mm-hmm. in Connecticut. I would open up a convenience store and have at least four rows of chips four and ro- dips. You know, I uh, I mentioned this uh, to the guy, the, the, the owner of Richard's Grinders in West Springfield. Yeah. Because I love going in there. I love uh, getting sandwiches from that place. But uh, he is right near, there's a dispensary behind his building, like maybe a tenth of a mile down the road. Okay. And I said, why don't you put a sign out here, say, uh, you know, now that you got your stuff, come on in for some grub or, or some sort of enticement to come into this restaurant now that you've loaded up on your cannabis you can load up on delicious grinders and what he say he said he would do it but that was months ago yeah he hasn't done it yet listen the thing that uh, i remember from the old college days was i would get wicked hungry yeah wicked wicked hungry i would eat nearly anything and uh, i would think having like a place that just that's called just chips outside a dispensary you're talking about a million dollar business. That might actually draw more money than the battery, uh, the battery boys. Yeah, I'm the not battery sh- brothers. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why there's not more restaurants around these dispensaries. No, I'm not thinking about like restaurants. I'm thinking about like a place you can grab your grub and go. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like even just like a little hamburger stand or something. Yeah, there's a, there's a 420 cafe in Sarasota. I think it's a uh, Sarah. Sarasota, uh, Munchies 420 Cafe, and they're open at 4.20 in the afternoon, and they close at 4.20 a.m., <laughs> right? And they got all this stuff on here. Okay. Uh, where's the menu? The menu, they got, you know, they, got, they got burgers and all that stuff, but they have, how do you, oh, you zoom All right, so I got the, I've got the, they got the munchitizers yeah. that include nachos, uh, several kinds of nachos, <laughs> yeah. your chicken fingers, corn dog nuggets. All right, but here here's the sandwiches. Here's the, here's the fat sandy. You ready? Right, yes. Two cheeseburgers, chicken fingers, onion hoops, spuds, and fried cheese curds topped with mac and cheese. I would mess that up. On a sandwich. 
the Fat Mama. It's a Philly cheesesteak with sautéed onions, mushrooms, and peppers, fried cheese curds, and spuds topped with and baked marinara sauce and provolone cheese. This is exactly what <laughs> we need up here. Yeah, why hasn't somebody done this yet? I'm sure they're all over, like, Colorado. Like, I'm sure there's, like, uh, munchy cafes there. You know, imagine putting one of these in Northampton. you got 17,000 dispensaries in that town. You know, a lot of restaurants have closed up in, Nor- in Northampton. This is exactly what they need to restart their economy. Here's the Humongo Burger, a full pound of beef cooked to order and served on a brioche bun with your choice of cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, ketchup, mustard, or mayo. Make mine a double. A one-pound hamburger. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of burger, boy. Now, is that one pound before it's cooked or one pound after it's Always cooked? before it's cooked. Yeah. That just uh, that seems like a lot of food. I don't know if I could eat that much. Yeah, you could. You could. If you were high enough, you had the munchies that bad, you could eat a pound. You don't have to eat it all at once. No. You could always save it for later. Why not? Not as good, but... You'll still be high for, like, you know, that that, that weed's going to be in you for 30 days. Actually, if I was really high, I probably could eat a whole pound hamburger. Sure you could. Yeah, why not? Yes. Uh, with tax season approaching, you may have heard about a change when it comes to your Venmo or PayPal transactions. The IRS is backing off the change made in the American Rescue Plan that can give you time to be ready for next tax season. <coughs> oh, they're giving us more time. The, uh, char- the change will have you uh, prepared... The change you will have to be prepared for next tax season focuses on the 1099K. If you receive a transaction that is $600 or more through apps such as Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal, it will need to be reported on that tax form. That is regardless of the number of transactions. Uh, 22 News spoke uh, with Ray Majero, who's an expert with Liberty Tax in Springfield. He used the example of a garage sale to explain how important it will be to specify which transactions are personal as opposed to business. Now, is this the guy that dresses up like the Statue of Liberty and waves that sign all over the place? No, I don't think. That's a different guy they, they from Liberty Tax? They hired. They don't send their top men out there to do that. Oh, I don't know. He says, you want to keep track of the items that you sold uh, that were not business income, so if the IRS ever audits you, then you have records to say, hey, this was just a garage sale. I sold a few things in my basement. Some, pe- some people picked it up. I didn't make any money on it as opposed to actually owning a business. This is such a pain in the ass. This it's, is gonna, it's stupid. And, it, and you know what? I hope that by the next tax season, they repeal at least the amount. Like, it's $600. Think about how, like, people are paying in $50 bills now because 50 is the new 20. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that—that's that, what you're you're seeing when you when you go out and people like paying in cash. They're paying in fifty dollars bills because the price of everything is so much. The threshold of six hundred dollars, you know, if you account inflation for that, what's what is that? It's probably less than that. It's probably four hundred bucks, right? Right. If you did it like a couple yeah, of years I, ago, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work out. Seems to me it's. I mean, yes, you can get like a printout of your Venmo activity. But you know, to me, it's like if I'm getting paid with Venmo, you know, okay, yeah, you should be reporting that. But if I'm paying out on Venmo, I'm now seen as a business. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's 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 so they didn't think this through. No, clearly, did. that's why they're giving you more. That's why they're allegedly giving you more time to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, but they they need to change the threshold on this. I can see. Let's just say it's five thousand dollars. Yes. 
What did you just get surprised by something? Yes, I did actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can tell me later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I pay a babysitter. On Venmo. Yeah. And you're probably, you know, over the course of like a it's, year. It's been well over $600. Easy. But what other job did you ever have as a kid that you would have to file a 1099 for? Ne- like like a side a- job like that. Like you're mowing somebody's lawn or, you, or you're doing something like that. That's That's crap. It is crap. Especially if, you know, listen, there are some professionals that prefer to get paid yeah. on, on Venmo. That that's going to change. People yeah. are going to start using that stuff less and less if this is going to be the case. Well, we're going to have to start going back to cash. I know. The who ba- wants to the, do that? The banks, the bank lobbies will be busier. Oh God! Oh, uh, could I withdraw some money, please? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with a high of forty-five. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of thirty-nine. It's forty-four right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, yeah. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 649 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the Patriots, as you know, are wrapping up their regular season this Sunday against Buffalo. That game, the NFL has decided, is going to go on uh, no matter what. They've scheduled the game for 1 o'clock. They flexed it away from uh, another time. So our pregame here at Rock 102 begins at 10 a.m. Kickoff is at 1. We'll be talking to Scott Zolak a little bit later on this morning to talk about that and uh, what it all means because there's a lot of people thinking that that Bills, uh, you know, Bengals game, they may not play at all and just list it as a tie. Okay. And that and that would be it. Rather than trying to reschedule that game, which they postponed because the because of the injury to that uh, to that guy, it's like you know this, they they just may call it off completely, which is weird. Well, it's not that weird. I mean, I don't think it's ever been done before. Well, what's the uh, what what effect would it have on the playoffs and all that stuff? Well, I, I don't know if it would have much effect at all. I mean, because both of those teams are going in, I don't think anyone's going to lose out because because uh, they may end in a tie. But it's still very interesting. I don't, I don't recall that ever happening in the NFL before. Well, I guess they got to make uh, they got to make some decisions uh, how they're going to be perceived and how they treat their players yep. and what they care about. I mean, if this is a game that did have like uh, you know uh, influence on on the the playoffs, then you know who, then then you have to consider all that stuff. But so see, we'll talk to Zolak about that after but, eight. But see that that just goes to show you that it's really all about money. And if if they're just perceiving that game, well, this was a meaningless game anyway. We're just not going to ever have to make it up. No, I think if it were really about money, they'd find a they they would find a way to play it. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, like it's it's we're, we're, what what they're saying now is, well, you know what? It was a meaningless game anyway. Uh, we don't have to play it, and we'll just end it in a tie. It, so what I'm showing, what I'm saying is, they're proving that. Yeah. This is just for show, anyway. <laughs> well, it's not meaningless. I mean, it may affect where you know both these teams would be seated. Yeah. In the uh, in, in the playoffs, and if it's a tie, then you know you have to you have to consider that if you're going to seed both teams. I mean, both what? those teams are going to the playoffs. I, I don't understand what the difference is of another guy getting knocked out and then taken off the field in a stretcher with a concussion. Because I think this is a this situation is clearly about life or death. And I think there's a much, 
you know, it's it's a it was a very emotional thing for the players on the on the field. Yeah. And and in a way, you are you're not wrong. You're, I would you're, say you're not wrong, but they rarely ever just suspend play uh, in a situation like right, this. But, but, I, but I, I, I think it was you know way too emotional to continue playing. Yeah, but if a guy gets knocked out on the field and has to get taken away in a street, you've seen it happen probably a hundred times. Yeah, they don't stop anything. I mean, they stop the game in order to get the guy off the field, but they don't they don't just cancel the game. <laughs> Not, not usually, but this is a pretty unusual injury. I mean, the guy, you know, his heart stopped on the field. It, you know, it took thirty minutes before they were able to take him off the field. So, I mean, it's a little bit more. But it's like that severe. That's the threshold. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Yeah, you guys can get knocked out left and right all day long, and as long as your heart's still beating when we take you off the field, the game will continue. Yeah. I mean, if you break a leg. They're gonna step over you, yeah, to, put, to, put the, a, to, that, to, that, to place the ball back on the uh, on the field. That's what I mean. I mean, there's a, it's an it's another injured soldier, if you will. It's just not to the level of almost heart attack dying level. Yeah. So that's when we. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. By the way, uh, Demar Hamlin has been uh, doing better. You know, there's there's some positive uh, developments in his health. So we'll uh, hopefully he'll be okay. But that, that's gonna be a long time, a long recovery. Yeah, yeah it is. But uh, it's 6.54 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters. Before and after the storm. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, I'm not exactly an athletic fella. Athleticism would require me to do things like begrudgingly surrender my sedentary lifestyle. It would require physical mobility and possibly a competitive drive that is simply not in my wheelhouse. However, there are things that I fully understand about team sports, and among them is this. Before playing the game at hand, it is important to bring certain things along with you. Balls, for example. You're going to need those, maybe some appropriate footwear as well. But more importantly, you want to be sure that you've also packed your jerseys so that the people in the crowd and on the court can differentiate you from everybody else. Last night, Texas A&M was hit with a rare technical foul to open up their game with the Florida Gators last night after their game jerseys were apparently left behind at their hotel. When the Aggies equipment manager realized this costly mistake, he quickly ran back to the hotel, retrieved the jerseys, and then quickly returned to the arena. Unfortunately, this resulted in delaying the game in which officials granted Florida guard Will Richard a single free throw just before tip-off, thereby giving the Gators a one-point advantage before the game even began. Granted, Texas A&M won the game 66-63, but that's not really the point. The point is, as an uh, equipment manager, you have one job to do, and that is to make sure that you have all the equipment. Now, I can imagine uh, and certainly understand leaving stuff behind at a hotel. I do it all the time, but it's usually things like socks, a toothbrush, those tiny little bottles of shampoo. What I probably would not forget is a giant duffel bag that says game jerseys all over it. To me, that seems like something that would be a little hard to overlook. Now, whatever I'm packing up, I always ask myself, what am I forgetting? And while a giant bag of basketball uniforms is never on my list of things to grab, it would probably be the first thing I would take because that's why I'm there in the first place.
But hey, and if I'm my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Drill bits and saw blades, five bucks off. The bits and blades sale going on at Rocky's. Drill bits and saw blades, normally 20 to 30 bucks, now five bucks off. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 707 and Elton John with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak joining us next time. There's loads of stuff to talk with uh, him about. It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. Someone today is going to win a four-pack of tickets to Saturday's game against Utica at uh, at 7.05, not this morning, but like, you know, 7.05 on Saturday. So that's coming up a little bit later on. Uh, so I had to, uh, I redid my Spotify. Here, Here's what was happening. I was piggybacking off somebody else's Spotify. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my sister had a family plan and said, hey, uh, I got an extra spot on the family plan. Do you want to use it? I, I, rip, said, I bet your rap playlist looked look, look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely does. Um, but I said, yeah, sure. And that was a, that was like four years ago <laughs> that I've been using the Spotify account. But the only problem is like, you know, it's it's tied to like my Alexa and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm out and I'm listening to Spotify and the kids are listening to something at home, yes, it screws up my Spotify because it's the same account. So then all of a sudden I get Taylor Swift songs, uh, you know, right in the middle of my rat. Or uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Right. Now, you you realize, like, a family plan is not that expensive? No, it's not. But uh, I have a system. I have a system of uh, things I buy and things other people buy, and uh, we cohabitate. Sure. It's it's family and friends. (laughs) And uh, even... even, uh, It's, It's basically... Bottom line is just being cheap. Well, well, my brother and sister in law give me their access to the uh, the HBO uh, thing, and okay. uh, I've created a profile called Freeloader on there, so they know it's mine. You know, that sounds about I, right. Yeah, it says their names, and then it says Freeloader next to it. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. But anyway, I had to, so I set up this new Spotify thing because I figured, all right, no, I I can't be. Out, I I want to listen to Spotify, and I don't want to be interrupted by it. I don't want somebody else uh, doing my thing. So I bought the family plan. Okay, good. Right? Good for you. So I set it up, and uh, you know, I uh, I like to listen to all kinds of different music. Right? Sure. So I put it on like a, I think it was like a seventies mix or, 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 I think it was fifties, sixties, and seventies mix, just to you know explore some some songs. Okay. And then this one by uh, by country singer Marty Robbins. You know Marty Robbins, right? I'm aware. Uh- Distantly from about his work, sure. I wasn't really even paying attention to the song until I started listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so this is uh, She was only seventeen, yeah. and he was one year more. She loved him with all her heart And he the girl adored But all her friends believed They were too young to know the score Cause she was only 17 And And he he was was one year more Right, sure Are they old enough to know if love will last for life? Yeah, yeah Isn't he too young to be a husband or a wife? 
Well, in the past, I bet it's happened more than once before. Yeah. When someone else was 17, another one. There was something just creepy about yeah. hearing somebody sing about 17 year olds in a way that. And, and, and then they go into this chorus of like, but if that's what God intended, <laughs> that's what God intended. You know, who wrote that song, Steven Tyler? I have no idea who wrote it. Uh, I know Marty Robbins was one of the singers of it. Uh, and then I, then I was like, well, wait a minute. There's other songs out there that have these like weird adult child relationship uh, things. Yeah, no, they're out there. This is another one that I found. Girl. Oh yeah, you'll be you'll a be woman soon. What a creepy, creepy song. Steve, I am not going to sit here and be critical of Neil Diamond. Are you I sure? Just, you can be critical of Neil Diamond. I don't want to be critical disgusting. of Neil Diamond. And then, uh, then you got this one by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? I got a bad desire. I'm on fire. Steve, is this your playlist or Jeffrey Epstein's? No, I made this playlist to prove a point because I started thinking about all these songs. This sounds like... Yeah. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go yeah. and this sounds like a, like a like a playlist that like Chris Hansen would have put together trying, yeah. to, grab, <laughs> trying to get you know pedos to come to the uh, to to a house. Well, hey, how are you? And then uh, then of course you got this one. Uh, why did do that? This one. Um, I know you know this one. The police. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't stand so close to me. Uh, yeah, and yeah, no, that's about a young girl. It's about a young girl. He's about, about it's like a teacher. Having uh, having sexual relations with a young girl. And Sting used to be a teacher. Did he? Yes. That's weird. No kidding. What what is up with this 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 like theme of of all these songs? And you start diving into this, and you and you say, wow, there was like thousands of songs made about underage relationships. What well, do you remember? Um... Young teacher, the subject. Of school girl fantasy. Oh yeah, this is yeah, it's she creepy. Wants so knows what she wants to be. Oh my god. Inside her yep, yep. Long, this girl's open page. Sorry, uh, she's so close now. This girl is half his age. Creepy. I was just uh, reminded of uh of this one from uh from Winger. Remember 17? Oh, yeah. Another creepy one. She's 17, dude. That's disgusting. And he was probably in his late 20s by the time he wrote this. Freaking creep. Did you hear this uh, thing about Steven Tyler? That's what I mentioned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting sued and all that stuff. It's just, it's just like what? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because he was like 25 when that happened. Where he? Well, it he should took, matter because she was still a teenager. No, I mean it doesn't matter that it like he was only 25. He was still a, a an adult, much older than the. Well, how old was she? She was like 16. 16 years old. And he adopted her. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's it's, uh, it's bizarre. Uh, There's stories of like uh, of uh, old uh, groupies that yeah. were like teenage, like like 16, 15, 16 years old, right? Who were uh, you know having sex with guys like Jimmy Page and Clapton and yeah. you know all these uh, all these rock gods, and no one seemed to care. Yeah, why is that? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're just more focused on you know statutory rape today than than ever before but you know if uh, that's your daughter back in 1975 i'd probably still be very angry i think it was uh nick carter was the most recent one who's been accused from like 20 years ago yeah uh d- d- like assaulting somebody on a tour bus and who was she was only 16 or 17 years old and he was 22 or something it, it just it, you know, the age, just because they're close enough in age doesn't make it right. It's kind of it's kind of weird how a guy like Jerry Lee Lewis could be vilified by marrying his 13-year-old cousin. Yeah. But no one, you know, bats an eye if Steven, you know, if, if uh, Steven Tyler in 1978 mm-hmm. is uh, is with a 16-year-old girl. And it takes until 2022 before people start saying, hey, I think that's inappropriate. Hey, I don't think that was a good idea. Yeah, maybe that was a mistake. What about like Ted Nugent? Didn't he had a he had a young girl obsession? Didn't he? Didn't he have like an addiction? <sighs> Wasn't that part of the behind the music thing? I was addicted to young girls. Uh, it's hard for me to remember uh, the exact lyrics of Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. Okay. I, mean, yeah. I don't remember all the, all the lyrics to that, but uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me. Here's another one that I had. A, somebody suggested it, but I already had it on the list. This was uh, Benny Mardones, who used to live in Syracuse. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah. But again, another creepy song. And I, you know, and I never, this was another one of these songs. I worked at a radio station that played this all the time, but I never really listened to the lyrics until uh, probably the last 10 years or so. Because she's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see the video for this too? Where he's like hanging outside the girl's house and the father's telling him to get off the front lawn. Yeah, no, I know. It's yeah. it, it's creepy as can be. But it's Benny Mardones. I could fly. Here's the difference. You're looking at the lyrics, and I'm not. <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, some creepy, creepy songs. I just found uh, I just found a, a whole list of these kinds of songs. Yeah. Uh, Stray Cat Blues from the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Morning, Little Good Morning, Little School Girl from the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. Christine, sixteen from Kiss. Vehicle, The Ides of March. What 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 was, I don't the know. Lyric the lyric was, "Hey, well, I'm the friendly stranger in the black sedan. Hope you uh, hop inside my car. I got pictures. I got candy. I'm a lovable man. I'd like to take you to the nearest star." Wow. My Sharona, same thing. Young girl by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. My Sharona. My Sharona. Was there a lyric in there that? Uh, 
Uh, let's I see. I mean, ooh, my little pretty one, but I don't even mention anything. Never going to stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. That's not the. Uh, yeah, yeah, girl, you'll be a woman soon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what? they're out there, boy. Seven, 17 by foreigner. Disgusting. And yet, uh, Walk This Way from Aerosmith was also there. Uh, Schoolgirl sweetie with a classy kind of sassy little skirt climbing up the up uh, up the climbing away what? up the knee. Wow! See the, the, again, like how many times are these songs are on in the background? You don't really actually listen to the lyrics. It's just background noise, or you only know the chorus. You don't really listen to the lyrics. Even the Beatles, the freaking Beatles. I saw her standing there. She was just seventeen. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's creepy. And yet here we are looking the other way until 2023. It's uh, 7.20 with Bax and Nagel and Rock. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.25 in Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 39. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you uh, ever miss a part of the uh, the Bax and Nagel show? Check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week, Lou Barlow from Dinosaur Jr., Western Massachusetts' very own Lou Barlow. Uh, you'll be able to check that out on rock102.com. Sweet. There you have it. Um, trying to think what... It's good. There's nothing. It's like the beginning of the year. There's nothing really going on right now. Well, you know? there are no. There are things going on. I mean, you know, we uh, but we just talked about them over the last two days. I feel like, uh, you know, it's Thursday. You yeah. know, on a short week. Yeah. I really only had one day of preparedness. <laughs> I really only prepared to talk about things on Monday. Well, I mean, I tried to get things uh, together last week. And then I lost interest very quickly. Yeah, that 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 yeah. happens on vacation. No and one can expect. Uh, yeah, you you just you know you start being productive right away. This is not how the world works. When's our next vacation? February. Oh, we're doing that one now too. Yeah. <sighs> I what? Got, I, I never took vacation in February before. I just never took that time off. Well, your kids are off. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, my wife is off. Yeah. I would like to be off. Okay, maybe I should just stay here then. You really want to do that? I don't know. Uh, well, when else are you going to take them? You've been here long enough to max out all your vacation time. Yeah, I have four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll try to sync them together. I know, but then I like to take my weeks at uh, different times than you do. Because you go on vacation somewhere. Well, then we'll just we're... get our producer to fill. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. We don't yes. have one. So yeah, I mean, we'll have to yeah. figure out the uh, the nuts and bolts of that. Like we haven't even had a discussion about what happens if one of us is sick. Mm. Haven't really had that discussion. You know, uh, I think we're just going to go with the the corporate answer: is you either come to work or you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, we could we could always do that. You know, so what if we're infecting people while we're here? I don't. Uh, I don't think anybody really cares about that anymore. No, nah, that's 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 so that, that twenty twenty. So, yeah, that was so twenty twenty. <laughs> what do you? That was almost three years ago, Bax. 
It's like I'm stuck living in the past with old viruses that barely even uh, exist anymore. You know, I re- I, I just uh, I remember that time and how horrible that was. Like the anxiety filled. Oh my God. What's going on here? Well, and everything being shut down, and because yeah. it started like at the end of next month, where yeah. things started to be like, hey, uh, we're not, get, you know, it's different states started doing different things, and then by March, by St. Patrick's Day, everything was shut down. Was it? Uh, wasn't it kind of interesting how naive we were just three years ago? We thought, well, this thing will be over in two weeks we can uh, we can well, we can shut down and manage I mean, for a short period of time i mean you do have to uh, yes in hindsight there's always ridiculous things that people have done you know in order to keep themselves safe from something but if you put yourself back in that situation there was a lot of unknown things about that virus oh, there's no doubt and, about and what was going on we didn't even know you know remember they were wiping down I was just talking about this with friends the other day. Remember they were wiping down every grocery order. I remember going to Costco with my I look like a like a spaceman with my uh mask and gloves yeah. on. And uh they wiped down between every transaction. There was a person that would come out and and Clorox wiped down the entire everything. Thing. And I and I said to myself at the time, we live in the cleanest time. At least of all the things that are going on, it is the cleanest place to be out and about right now. Remember the olden days when you would yeah. burn your flesh off because you've been, you know, using yeah. hand sanitizer 15 times a day and yeah. your hands are all burnt from all that all that drying skin cracking alcohol I, inside those things? I still have a hand sanitizer addiction. I do that all the time. See, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of off the sanitizer. This stuff that we got here smells really good. I like it. Yeah, no, it's got a great smell to it. But it's got a little... Uh, like a perfumey smell, because I don't like the ones that smell like. Uh, You're doing it now. I got. I am doing it right. Now. <laughs> it smells so good. I uh, like. It smells like a tequila plant, like the agave. You know, oh the, yeah. The, I don't like those. The ones that smell like actual booze. Yeah right. I had one that smelled like lavender, but then it was like it spilled in my car. Uh, like I had one like in my car. Yeah. I guess, you know, sit in my car. You know, do a couple. You know, give myself a couple pumps, and boom, I'm you know I'm ready to drive in a clean environment. Yeah. Now I, it spilled, and now my car smells like, uh, like there's you know, like a lavender uh, orchard. Oh, like a like a remnants of, yeah. of lavender. Now it's old lavender. It's like so it's now not it's, right. So now it's bo and lavender. Exactly. Ugh, not that's good. Gross. Seven thirty. We have news next. A rock. Seven thirty-three. With Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Four One Three Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413-PRO-TIN in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Just uh, checking the weather. They had a two-hour delay for my kid's school this morning yeah. because of uh, potential ice. Well, I get up this morning, it's 45 degrees outside. Like, it's not going to be that much ice right now. And then I'm looking at the uh, the forecast now. A winter weather advisory is in effect for western Franklin County from noon to 10 p.m. for areas of light freezing rain and drizzle that could create slippery conditions. Okay. Uh, we're not in Franklin County. We're in Hampshire County. No, but there are people in our audience that uh, are from Franklin County. And, uh, you know, I mean, they, they they need to prepare. They need to prepare for icy conditions. I guess so. And when that happens, make sure you go to Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Wow, bam! Bow. Look at you, huh? Bah! 
pulling out the sponsorship right at the right time. Governor-elect Maura Healey will be inaugurated today, uh, becoming the first woman-elected governor of Massachusetts. Maura Healey will become the first woman elected to the governor's desk in Massachusetts history. Healey, who served as the state's attorney general since 2014, secured the seat against her Republican opponent, former uh, state representative Jeff Deal. Healey's victory flips the Massachusetts governor's seat blue again after eight years of leadership under Republican Charlie Baker. Now, just so we're, uh, we're all on the same page. Jane Swift was the governor of Massachusetts, but only assumed the throne when Paul Cellucci left office. So was she technically elected as governor? I suppose if you want to split hairs, well, that's how they probably know. But that's how they're they're presenting it. Yes, but the first Maura woman he- elected. Right, but Maura Healey is hardly the first female governor of Massachusetts. This uh, two-part event will begin with both Healy and Lieutenant Governor-elect Kim Driscoll being officially sworn inside the uh, House uh, chamber on Beacon Hill at 1130 in the morning. Damn you! Is that where they swear at her? No, they don't. It's a swearing ceremony. Ah, fiddlesticks, Healy! Yes, that's it. Yeah. Then Do you promise to uphold the Constitution as governor of Massachusetts? F yeah! That's how you do it. After the uh, formal ceremony, they will host their Moving the Ball Forward celebration at TD Garden, and doors will open at 5 p.m. The program begins at 6. Oh, you want to go out there? For the balls? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You want to see the governor's balls? I don't uh, know if she uh, has them. It's questionable. You don't know what people uh, have going on down there. No, you don't. You know, uh, the you program don't. will also have performances by Todd Angeli, the Boston Academy of Arts students, the, the Boston Gay Men's Chorus, DJ Frenchie, Abilities Dance Company, Witch Pitch, Oompa, and SciTech. And the event will be emceed by Eddie Palladino, the Celtics' uh, legendary public address announcer. Was nobody more interesting uh, available? I'm not talking about Eddie Palladino. I'm talking about uh, everybody else. Well, listen, it's Thursday, it's January, it's Boston. Wow, who was really available for that? Well, I mean, like uh, you know, like like Boston favorites, like uh, I don't know, the Dropkick Murphys, perhaps, or uh, uh, James Taylor, or you know, Aerosmith. Arlo, Aerosmith, or Arlo Guthrie. You know, the the normal Massachusetts musicians that tend to circulate around these kinds of events. The Jay Giles band. Yeah, why not get those guys back together? How about the cars? Well, half the t- half of them are dead, so well, that's not going to be very helpful. The uh, Mass Department of Fisheries and Wildlife is reminding residents to not feed wildlife through the winter as it can sometimes do more harm than good. As the cold temperatures approach, wild animals change their behavior to adapt to the weather and scarce food supplies. Feeding these animals may alter their behavior and can sometimes have a deadly effect. Mm. According to uh, Mass Wildlife, unnatural feeding sites can attract predators and increase the risk of death of animals, spread disease among wildlife such as rumen acidosis in deer or aflax toxicosis in turkeys. Mm. Okay. Oh, man. What do you got? Oh, I got a bad case of the aflatoxicosis. Get the hell away from me, Tom. Yeah, no kidding. I actually have uh, friends of, uh, of mine. I'm not going to name their names or tell you where they're from. But they, uh, they feed the animals all the time. Like, they have a specific uh, budget for food yeah. where they're tossing them out to the animals all the time. Raccoons, foxes. No. 
the bears come around. See, that's not. A, and do they complain about the wildlife then? No, they they love it. If they yeah. and and the you know the like the raccoons, for example, There's like a like a family of five that comes out. And they throw like a, like hot dogs out the window for the for the raccoons. Now raccoons love love the hot dogs, and if it's yeah. not the hot dogs, then it's the delicious Eggo waffles. Oh, the Eggo waffles. Yeah, they're like they're like they toss like frisbee style. Right outside their, uh, their the sliding glass window. Who eats those? Every all of them? They all love them, and they you know they it brings them hours of joy. There's not like a deer and a possum fighting over an ego, saying "Lego my ego." There's all there's enough egos and hot dogs to go around for everybody. Uh, it could cause wildlife to cross dangerous roads more frequently. Okay, well, you want to. You want to be that way? You want to squash their their I, mojo? Go ahead. I mean, I get it that they're animals, but they have reactions uh, to things. Why would crossing a, a, a six-lane highway like the Mass Pike be uh, something that an animal would, oh, I'm just going to walk across this thing, even though there's these cars flying by at 70, 80 miles an hour? Mm-hmm. You don't think the, like the, the raccoon doesn't uh, think about that? Well, I don't know how much the, I mean the raccoons are very crafty intelligent animals. They also know that if uh, if there's not someone feeding them, they got to go through a whole lot of work to find food. Yeah. But if it's uh, you know easy grub, hot dogs, egos, whatever you want, and then you hang out there. And if that means I got to cross a major interstate highway to do it, and there's hot dogs waiting for on the other side, I would do it. Yeah. Hot if you dogs. were hung- if you were hungry, Steve, okay? Let's say you spend a better part of the morning just, you know, you know, tossing back uh, edibles all day. And you yeah. got the wicked case munchies. of munchies. Yeah. But there's a hot dog cart on the other side of a highway. You're nowhere near a median. You're nowhere near like a crosswalk. But you really are jonesing for a hot dog. Delicious. With the with mustard and relish and uh, oh, the yeah. raw all onions the and all stuff. the good stuff on that hot dog. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you're not going to run across four lanes of traffic? Yeah, I would cross four lanes of traffic, but I can look both ways and see that there's cars coming. Okay, I'm not going to cross right now. You don't think that a raccoon just looks and goes, oh, man, that's a big truck coming down the road. Maybe I should just wait. Maybe, but they're very motivated by food. I know for me, I grab a couple hot dogs. I probably get halfway across the uh, the highway going back to wherever I came from and say, oh, my God, I forgot napkins. And I go and cross traffic again to get the napkins. I don't know. These animals, uh, they don't think straight. That's why we're in charge. A 40-year-old man was arrested for, in Wallingford for persuading two minor girls to take sexually explicit photographs and videos through Snapchat. Christopher Lisko was charged with child exploitation and drug trafficking offenses between January 2016 and February of 2020. He communicated with one of the minors at approximately 13 years old until 16 years old. Lisko maintained a relationship with the second victim from 15 to 16 years old. In February 2020, Lisko was arrested on state charges related to the sexual assault of a minor. Between February and April of 2020, he was released on bond, uh, and he sold, during that time, 2,000 oxycodone pills. Lisko has been detained since his federal arrest on May 26 of 21. Uh, on that date, a search of his Wallingford residence revealed approximately 500 grams of cocaine, items used to process and package narcotics, and $22,000 in cash. He pleaded guilty to one count of enticement of a minor uh, in illegally in illegal sexual activity, one count to conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute oxycodone, 
and yada, yada, yada. He faces a mandatory minimum term of 10 years in prison if convicted. Mm. Drugs, <sighs> underage girls. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? No way to get through life, son. That's no way to get through life. Can you imagine that? You're under... You've been released from being accused of, of having inappropriate relations with a minor. In the time you're released... Eh, I'm going to sell these oxycodones. To me, this sounds like a guy who just prefers being in prison. Some people are like that. Uh, they are like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they love it in there. They have the t- they're not just doing time. They're doing the time of their life. A uh, 42-year-old woman in Michigan named Kendra Lakari was arrested recently after she cyberbullied her own daughter and the boy she was dating. The harassment out wrote, went on for over a year and included 349 pages of text and social media messages. She was doing it anonymously, and she was kind of sophisticated about it. She used a VPN to cover up her tracks digitally. She changed up her vocabulary to use hip slang to make it look like the messages were written by classmates, and she even tried to frame another student for the harassment. At first, the victim even went to her mom for help, but when that didn't work, she told authorities. The investigation went on for about a year before the mother was caught. Kendra was hit with five charges, including stalking, obstruction of justice, and using a computer to commit crime, which is a felony. She's looking up to 20 years in prison. Why the hell would she do this? Because uh, she didn't like the, guy, the, the, the kid that the daughter was dating. So she went to all of that trouble. Yeah. To do that. Well, okay. I mean, you don't have to like, uh, you know, the person they're with, but this is a little bit overboard, don't you think? It's very overboard. I mean, at some point that relationship would end, but the trauma of bullying is the kind of thing that could last a lifetime. Is that really worth all that effort? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. But she was also abusing her own daughter. I don't get it. Ugh. I don't get why she was doing that. She wasn't just sending messages to the boyfriend. She was sending messages to the, to the daughter, daughter, too. Right. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. These people uh, have no business having children. No, you're uh, you're absolutely right, I mean, if and you yet they do. You know, if you have some beef with your own daughter that you want to cyber fake being someone to cyber bully her, you got some serious issues going yeah, on. Yeah, suddenly the issue isn't really with your daughter. No. The issue really is about you. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 45 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 39. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Are you unemployed or underemployed and looking for a no-cost training opportunity in the electric? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50 and Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 45 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. There's a uh, there's a bunch of people on the Cape that are uh, real, real angry, real pissed off. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, on the Cape, there's a bunch of people that have these uh, septic systems that have gotten really old. Do you have audio for this, for the Now Hear This feature? or? Oh, my God, that's right. I forgot that we're doing that. Yeah. Do well, anyway. That, you, is there audio on that? There's no audio, but I, I just just real quick. Uh, these uh, septic systems yeah. are growing algae Yeah. because algae feeds off of human waste. Yeah. And what's happening is this noxious gas, nitrogen, is being released, uh-huh. and it's toxic to animals and to humans. And so now all these homeowners are on the hook to replace all these septic systems, which if you ever replace a septic system, you're talking about 
25 30 grand at the least yeah so all these all these homeowners on the cape are uh are pretty pissed off right now there's another reason why I don't like Cape Cod. Yeah, it's, it's like many reasons not to go there. And I think uh, algae, you know, human waste eating algae would be just like one more thing on the list. Uh, see, we should have put a part of this. Uh, we, we could have made our own noises, our own now hear this. Yeah, sound. no kidding. Yep. <laughs> now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, let's see. There's another stupid trend going around on TikTok, people. Uh, TikTok video going viral. A woman claiming that putting slices of potatoes in your socks overnight help you feel better when you have the flu. Here's the person making the claim. Ready? Yes. This remedy really works, so hear me out. Get a potato, cut it in half, get two slices out of it, put it beneath each foot, and cover it with a sock overnight. The next morning, when you remove the sock, you're going to see an imprint on the bottom of the foot, which is totally fine. And then you're going to see the potato slices, which are disgustingly dark. That's because the toxins are removed, but your child feels so much better. Uh, for the record, doctors say this will not help your flu symptoms, and nutritionists say that the reason the potato turns black is because of oxidation. Now, I've also heard uh, something similar about uh, onions in your sock. You put onions in your sock, it uh, it helps you uh, sleep when you're, you've got a like a like a pervasive cough. I don't know if it works, but uh, apparently onions in your socks. Well, it's enough to make you cry. The onion in your sock. Right. Or you could uh, you know cut out the middleman, just make a whole bunch of potato salad and eat that before you go to bed. I I, I won't do things like this. No? No. These little videos. Uh, oh, really? Oh, if I put a potato, slices of potato in oh, my I'll, shoe. I'll fall for everything. I'm going to get cured of the flu. Uh, clip number two. There's an internet challenge. This is one of these things. I'm, it's really not about this little girl. There's an internet challenge where parents tell their kids they can say one bad word without getting in trouble. But this uh, a little girl flipped the script. If you could say one bad word without getting in trouble, what would it be? I want to say an iceberg baby shark. Okay. <laughs> Something like about baby choice. shark. Yeah, that's not even right. a swear word. That's not even a swear word. It's offensive, but it's not even a swear word. Uh, but, I, you know, these these viral things of encouraging people to tell their kids to swear. Yeah. That's really... I, there's something about that. And it backfired on one guy over the weekend. I saw one of these things where the guy, he has like four kids. It was him and his wife. They got four kids sitting around this kitchen. And uh, they said, okay, uh, you can say one bad word and, you know, not get in, if it was You can say one bad word and not get in trouble for it. What would it be? And this kid just goes, F you. <laughs> and then all of the kids start saying it over and over again and yelling it out into the air. And I'm like, you created this yourself. <laughs> you you ever, created this scenario. You ever see the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? The yeah. uh, the, the restaurant grand opening? Yeah. And the the, uh, the head chef has got Tourette's. Yeah. And he just he blurts out this profanity. And and, and, and uh, Larry, in an effort to, to save the, the day, stands up. And he blurts out an expletive. Next thing you know, everybody in place is swearing like crazy. Yeah, you got everybody to join in on you. Like it's a theme restaurant. These are stupid trends. That one is. Get your kid to say something to, to not, not get in trouble for saying a swear word. But whatever you do, make sure you record it because it will be hilarious on TikTok. Mm. Hey, clip number three. A hot tub uh, boat rental company in Seattle is getting some heat. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. After customers say their boat exploded and their call went to voicemail when they tried to call the company for help. Here's our, uh, Dr. Scott Smith and Dr. April Husnicker. Uh, talking about their scary experience on the hot tub boat. Just a boom and a ball of fire kind of went along through the thing. Having it go to voicemail when you know that you have people out on boats in the dark on a cold lake. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. Damn. But it goes to voicemail. Yeah, we're having a little issue. Uh, Let me call the company. Okay. You know, your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message system. To leave a message, press press one. Yeah, yeah that's always that's always good when you're in an emergency situation. You have to go through a voicemail system to mm-hmm. to get to talk to somebody. Yeah, that's so annoying. If your hot tub is on fire, hang up and dial nine one one. Please listen to all options as our choices have changed. I can't imagine being on something like oh, let's, let's take a romantic trip out to a lake with a hot tub on the boat. We can rent this boat. Come on, honey. I got the whole weekend planned out for you. You get out there about an hour and the thing explodes on you. Then you're standing there. Now what are you going to do for the rest of the weekend? I don't know. You're stuck on a boat in the middle of nowhere. With your significant other. You were trying to revive the marriage. (laughs) Now now you you have to make an insurance claim to do it. Now you have a metaphor for what uh, what your marriage is actually going through. A burning boat in the middle of a lake that's ready to sink. You're uh, and that's it. That's that. That's that's the now hear this segment with Bax and Nagel. It's seven fifty six. Rock one hundred two. New England Patriots football every. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Power Tool Headquarters, Milwaukee, Dewalt, Craftsman, Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Remember yesterday when I reported the Boston Red Sox reached a one-year deal with Raphael Devers that was worth seventeen and a half million dollars? And do you remember me telling you that due to the Red Sox apparent lack of commitment, the Sox were simply trying to ward off having an arbitrator rule that Devers deserves something bigger? fatter, longer, and thicker than they were willing to give? Well, apparently somebody in the Red Sox organization either listened to yesterday's Bax and Nagel podcast or decided on their own to revisit the situation and finally give the guy a contract that better reflects his actual market value. In other words, something better than a one-year deal worth $17.5 million bucks. Well, allegedly, the Red Sox have scrapped their insulting one-year offer and have agreed to a reported 11-year contract worth $331 million. Now, that's more like it. That's the sort of bloated, outrageously long contract that they should have offered to Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts. Instead, they've apparently agreed to the largest guarantee contract in Red Sox history. Is Raphael Devers really worth that kind of money and that sort of commitment? Of course not. Nobody is. But these are the kinds of contracts that keep players staying put. And right now, he's not going anywhere, at least for a very long while. So what does this sort of deal mean in raw dollars and cents? Well, spread out over the next 11 years, Devers is looking at an annual salary of just over $30 million. Spreading that out over a uh, 52-week-a-year schedule, he's looking at a paycheck of $578,671.32 every week. Divide that by 40 hours a uh, 40 hour work week and Devers will be earning approximately $14,466 per hour. To put this into perspective, at $331 million, that's nearly 50% larger than the contract the Red Sox wasted on David Price. It's almost triple what Devers was making last season for the Red Sox to come in last place and yet 
they absolutely needed to make this deal because without them, well, it'd still be in last place. So why the change in direction? I don't know. All I can tell you is that barring a total catastrophe, Devers is going to be in a Red Sox uniform well into my own retirement. Now that's something to really think about since I'm only 3,174 days away from today. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Aaron's is the king of snow. And uh, and at the Palmer Rockies, Jeffrey is the king of errands. He's errands trained and will show you why and how you want to blow snow with, with the king of snowblowers, errands from Rockies Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Van Halen with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 45. Rainy tomorrow with a high of 39. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. He's on the phone list right now from the Patriots broadcasting team. Scott Zolak, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, kid. How was your break? How was the break? Uh, not, not long enough and yeah. uh, just in time for me to start planning the next one. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's work. Now, how about you? Because, I mean, you this was like a working uh, you know, a working uh, bunch of vacations for you. It's like you didn't get any time off. Yeah, it is because I kind of had to stick around because we had two home games, you know, sandwiched in there, obviously, at the end of the year. Um, it's just, you know, it's tough to get away. It's tough to get away for, you know, the, t- the, the type of uh, flights you have to book and, oh, my God, thank God, I didn't go, go and travel southwest, huh? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Actually, uh, if you think about it, if the Patriots lose uh, this weekend to Buffalo, you're going to have a very long vacation ahead of you. Well, we can still get in. We can <laughs> yeah. still get in. If if Cleveland wins and Jacksonville wins and Miami loses, which is probably going to happen with that third quarterback, we're in, even if we lose. You know, it, it's... So there's a scenario if we lose. Well, I, guys, I really don't even know if we're going to play this game. I, I think we are. I, I'm about 90% sure, but... We don't know what's going on in Buffalo. We really don't. I mean, no one has answers to, you know, how do you move forward with this for, from their perspective? It's it's really interesting how this how this works out. I mean, you know, one, you know, the Demar Hamlin injury is 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 horrific, and you and you hope the guy's going to be okay, you know, after the cardiac arrest. But you know, the NFL's got a lot of questions that they have to resolve, and pretty quickly. One, they're not going to obviously they're not going to reschedule. Uh, the Buffalo Bengals game for this week, but I've been hearing a lot of stories about how what they may do instead of replaying it is just list it as a tie and and let the game go. What's your feeling about that? What what should they do here? Well, I just think they just give rid of the game, give rid of the game altogether. You know, and I, I know some people are talking about playing at Week 19 and just push the playoffs back. I there's just so many moving parts. You know, I've heard people say, "Well, I'll push the Super Bowl back." That's tough to do on a city with reservations and everything that that that, that you have to do planning wise. It goes into the Super Bowl. It's a crazy week. Um, bottom line, it's a it's a big industry. You know, and it's you you, you work for the NFL. Uh, players work for their owners. Players play on their teams, and you know we've seen the injuries before, but this is unprecedented. No, it, it, that's a that's a widely viewed game. That's on ESPN. Everybody's watching it, and. I don't know anybody that's not affected by that. How could you not be affected by what you watched Monday night? And I understand if Buffalo feels that, you know what, we really can't concentrate play this week. 
I would understand that. But I, I mean, the rest of the teams, I, I think it's all systems go, and the league is going to play and move forward because that's, that's kind of what you do. You know, you, the sun comes up every day, man, and uh, we, we got to try to move on and, and pray for this kid and hope he gets better. You know, it, it, it's such a freak situation. I mean, you, when you look at it, you know, over and over again, and, and you look at the, 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 the tackle that, that led up to this, it didn't seem at first like this was anything out of the ordinary. But when you have to have a, a, a guy revived on the field like this, you, you say it's unprecedented, but, you know, but we've all seen, you know, injuries. We've all seen, you know, guys get really messed up on, yeah. on the field and have to be taken away. This one is different. And, and, and you can see it, you could have seen it and the, the looks of the, of the players and everybody there, that this was something completely un, un, yeah. Like you could not have foreseen how this affected those guys. As as a guy who played, you know, for for a decade in the NFL, what did it mean to you to see something like this? Yeah, to see the two teams come together, both coaches Zach Taylor and, and Sean McDermott, sort of you know figure this thing out, lead. You know, McDermott's like, I got to be with my team. I got I got to be with him at the hospital. Um, the second, you know, you saw Josh Allen's face. Uh, you saw you know Diggs, and then you saw Basham, the defensive linebacker, you know, how distraught they were. You knew it was bad. And then Joe Buck came back on that third break, and he said, they're administering CPR. And I'm like, they're not going to play this game. Yeah, they, There's no way. You know, the stadium's stunned. And that's another problem you have. you got 80,000 people there, and you got to be careful. you got to get them to the hospital, and you don't want to say, hey, this game's canceled right away, because you don't want them flooded out, blocking streets. you got to get him to the hospital as fast as you could. And I thought it was a fantastic job by the EMTs and all the medical personnel that that pretty much you know got there about as quick as they could. When you you hear uh, like the Bengals are saying, you know, what, you know, whatever the Bills decide to do is okay with us. Not every ownership group in the NFL appears to have the kind of humanity and sensitivity that it would take to make that kind of call. But you believe them because you know right. this is something. That is totally you know un, un, unprecedented to to this to this degree. I mean, I keep thinking of you know injuries like you know the old Daryl Stingley uh, you know right. uh, injury. I mean, this is a guy whose life was you know completely destroyed by one you know really outrageous hit. You know, here's a guy who's 24 years old. This th- there's no way this should have happened, and yet it and yet it did. But yeah, you know, I'm thinking like you know certain owners in the NFL would insist that they. They play the game just because of the last the loss of revenue it would take to cancel a game outright. Well, I, I just think this one, and I, and I know Joe Burrow had those comments. You know, like if whatever Buffalo wants to do, we're one hundred percent behind it. I think it's just regarding that game. That's not you know the rest of the league. That's not other playoff games moving forward. I just think if you know Buffalo's like we we don't want to come there. It's just it's got some bad mojo to it. You know to to. You know what, guys? Let's line up at the fifty. Uh, put uh, what eight, uh, eight, five minutes and change on the clock, and let's pick right up from where you know Demar Hamlin went down. That's yeah, got some bad vibes to it. I think that's what they're talking about. Is if you guys just let's let's scrap this game. We don't care for the two or three seed. And I think that's the way it's going to shake out. I think Kansas City's going to win the one seed Saturday night, and then Buffalo or Cincinnati would be two and three. And what's the big deal? Whether you're two and three and flip a quarter. And let's move forward. You know, as far as the Patriots are concerned for for Sunday, and this is a game that they've already flexed once uh, on the schedule. 
you know, Buffalo is clearly, you know, still in that, I don't want to say mourning, but they're still in that shock of what happened on, on, right. on Monday night. I mean, this is, this is a game that does have some significant ramifications with, with the postseason. And they're saying they're going to play, they're saying they're going to play this game. Um, what are they telling you about this? Because it seems like everything is, you know, scheduled, but kind of on hold at the same time. Yeah, I, I've talked with no one with the team, but just by doing this for so long, I'm, you stay on your toes. This thing can move to Monday, it could move to Tuesday potentially, uh, or it could just not happen at all. I don't know. And I just, I think we, we adapt as, as Buffalo wants to move forward. And I think, you know, we canceled all, meaning the Patriots canceled all their uh, their meetings, not meetings, but uh, public uh, speaking things that they did yesterday, whether it was coach or the players, they pushed them to today. So Bill's supposed to speak today, I think, at 1145. So we'll see if he talks. If he talks and the players talk today, I think that's a good sign moving forward we play the game and all systems go at 1 o'clock uh, on Sunday. Like, they've already signed Jim Nance and Tony Romo to it. So it's, it's a pretty big game. Let's uh, let's go back. Weird game to call. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's let's go back a little bit to to Sunday against Miami. Obviously, you know the you know the defense played great. Uh, you know the the offense seemed to gel in in the second half, and it wound up being it wound up being a hell of a finish uh, you know, for the for the Patriots. But you know you still have these these issues. You know, you know Mac Jones still getting sacked three times, and he played a solid game. But you know there's some there are issues. With this offense, that even if they make it to the postseason, you wonder whether they're they they could really even you know make it past the first round because when it when it comes right down to it, you know the offensive line does not hold up, and there's still so many questions about play calling. So, you know, is what you saw in that second half an anomaly, or do you feel like the Patriots may be kind of really putting it together? I think what you saw Sunday is really what they are. You know, the, the, they haven't really got their butts kicked in the game since the Chicago Bear game. They, they just got blown, blown out on that Monday night. Uh, but the defense is good. We know that this year. Uh, they score on defense. We know that from this year. Yeah. And the offense is all over the board. We know that from this year. You know, they they look terrible through stretches, and then Mac Jones made four really big throws in that game that made you say, wow, that looks like last year. Um I think, you know, with Damian Harris coming back, they can run the ball. Now, can he catch lightning in the bottle? Probably not. I, I don't have faith that they could, you know, get hot here and, you know, have a three-game run. But, I don't know, can they be dangerous first round? Yeah, it depends on the match. Say we've got to go to Cincinnati. I think they proved that you could play with Cincinnati two weeks ago. So, we're going to sit there and see where the chips fall and, and go out and roll it. So if a uh, if uh, if the game goes on, uh, are are you're covering the you're covering the playoffs no, no matter what? So are you just kind of oh, yeah. sitting on the edge of your seat, wondering, okay, where am I where am I going in two weeks? Uh, yeah, just sitting there waiting to see if you guys call on Thursday. Is this football season over? You know, no, football <laughs> season goes to the Super Bowl. We we're actually going to the to, to Phoenix. We cover we cover Super Bowl week on Radio Row. So get uh, a nice little trip there. Very but, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still rolling here with football until uh, until they said, you know what, let's go watch the Pro Bowl. And I'll never do that. <laughs> no, why would you? Why would you want to? Nobody nobody ever does. It's a flag football. You know what? Don't laugh. They they had ratings last year, and that's all they want. That's all the league cares about. We get some ratings on this thing. We're we're gonna play it. 
Yeah, but is it is it ratings because people are actually interested in watching the Pro Bowl, or is it ratings because there was literally nothing else on? Bingo. Yeah, I think it's just a football game. We would watch uh, Eastern Western State versus uh, you know Schmucksville Southern. You know, we would watch that game. Absolutely. <laughs> Scott Zolak brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. We'll talk to you. Hopefully, talk to you next week. Hopefully, guys. Thanks. All Welcome right, back. Scott Zolak. It's uh, eight twenty-one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 827 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy with a high of 44 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on uh, this morning, Thunderbird Thursday, we got uh, tickets to uh, see uh, the Thunderbirds take on Utica for Saturday. We'll let you know about uh, when you can win those and what comes with that package. It's a big, fat package. So uh, we'll let you know about that probably sometime before 9 o'clock. Utica. Utica, the uh, the Utica Comets. We are going to kick their butts. Yes, we are. Man. Uh, it's uh, 828. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Body skies this... 830. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Governor Charlie Baker descended the Massachusetts State House front steps Wednesday evening, surrounded by throngs of cheering and tearful supporters, staffers, and family members as he ceremonially. Ceremonially. Ceremoniously. No, it's ceremonially. It's ceremonially. I'm telling you what's written here it's ceremonially. Uh, isn't that the lady that used to make cakes? No, that's Sarah Lee. Oh, yeah, my mistake. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, of uh, the guy who was the six million dollar man. No, 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 Steve, that's Lee Majors. No, no, you're thinking of the, the that uh, baseball uh, 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 top league. No, 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 Steve, that's Major League Baseball. Oh, <sighs> anywho. It says, is it ceremonially or ceremoniously? I thought ceremoniously was the actual word. But is ceremonially a word? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. In a way that relates to or is part of a ceremony. I thought it was ceremoniously, like you said. Hmm. Well, the things you learn. Well, I mean, the things you learn, but <clears throat> it's mass live who never has you know, any information, is giving you extra information that nobody knew. Here's here's how messed up the world is. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise us if they messed up a word. That's why we're questioning it. Yeah. It's not like you see a new word hey. and you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go look that up on the internet to see if I can uh, bolster my vocabulary. No, you, you go and question it because it would not be the first time they butchered a word. And listen, I didn't know that uh, Harrisburg was the capital of Pennsylvania up until last week. It's true. I mean, uh, <laughs> 44 years on this earth, and I just figured it out that, oh, really? Yeah, people's expectations of us really should be uh, kept in a realistic point of view. Uh, Baker's Lone Walk featured performances from the University of Massachusetts Minutemen, Minutemen Marching Band as well as a 19-gun salute. What happened to the other... Uh, Two. That was a 21-gun I think they save that for people who have died. 
Oh, you get the 19 if, 19, you're, alive, if you're alive, 21 if you're dead. Now, I could be wrong about that, <clears throat> and if, if I am, you know, understand, you're not dealing with someone who's particularly bright. No, we don't even know what the word ceremonially means. Yeah, we're learning new words <laughs> here today, so it's like, don't listen to us. Baker, who in March will serve as president of the NCAA, had a hectic final day at the State House as he and uh, Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito shared words of encouragement with incoming state reps and senators before administering their oaths of office. As he spoke to reporters earlier Wednesday, Baker choked up as he recalled his final day at the State House and called it bittersweet. I gotta tell I'm you, gonna miss I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna miss you, dudes. I gotta tell you, you know, there are certain people. But no matter what happens in their lives, everything works out. Yeah. yeah I mean, this guy, you know, just like, yeah, doesn't want to become, doesn't want to be the governor anymore. You know, anything could happen to him. It could be, you know, he could be living in his car and in the squam spot. Yeah. You know, he could never find another job again. And he lands this cushy ass job with the NCAA. Uh, Listen, most people who serve time in office and can no longer serve any longer because of term limits, it's not like they go back to, you know, uh, working at McDonald's or Walmart. You know, you have other opportunities now that you've become because you were the governor of of the state. I mean, that's why would they put him into a job for the NCAA? Because he's a good administrator, he played college basketball at Harvard, he wears a Harvard tie. Like, oh, sure, he went to Harvard. But get a load of this. As the governor of Massachusetts, your your annual salary, $185,000. All right, that's good sca- scratch, right? Yeah. You know, you know what he's going to make as the president of the NCAA? How much? Lots more. Yeah. A lot more. Like yeah. a ridiculous amount of money, like more money than than Charlie has ever seen in his life coming into his pockets every single year. He's rolling in D's and got a good ass job. He's got the best job. Yeah. You have an idea how hard it is to screw up that job? Not that hard. You, you got to ask the guy who had it before because he was terrible at it. But Charlie Baker is going to do it fun. Was he terrible at it? or yeah, Mark Emmert was down. not. You know, we've had better. Uh, Police are searching for a Springfield man who's a suspect in a blatant shooting that took place inside of a downtown bar nearly three weeks ago. Wasn't blatant? uh, Aren't all shootings kind of blatant? No, no. Some of them are, uh, you know... Quit on the QT, on the, the hush hush. Criminal uh, Investigation Bureau and Narcotics Division received an arrest warrant for John Brown Jr., 35. The warrant charges him with attempted murder, possession of a firearm, and commission of a felony, assault and battery with a firearm, and discharging a gun within 500 feet of a building. Brown is not in custody and is considered armed and extremely dangerous. Uh, anyone who sees him or knows of his whereabouts should call the police immediately and not approach him. Brown is accused of walking into the Unicorn on High Street. At about 8.45 p.m. on December 17th and shooting a man in front of other customers. The victim survived his injuries. The victim, after being shot several times, crumpled to the floor. The suspect shot the victim again as he lay on the floor and walked away from the scene. During an investigation, uh, Holyoke Police, working with the Mass State Police Detective Unit, identified Brown as the suspect in the shooting. Anyone with information about Brown's whereabouts or crime is asked to contact the uh, Criminal Investigation Bureau. People may anonymously text a tip to two seven four six three seven. That was a <clears throat> that was a surprising one because it uni- happened at you know seven thirty eight o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. We've had events of the unicorn. 
We have been there. NCAA unicorn. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I didn't find that to be some sort of roughhousing place. It was a decent bar that, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Didn't have, uh, it didn't seem to have, like, riffraff hanging around. That's why this was so random, the, the, you know, the, the shooting. Oh, yeah. And believe you me, we've been at plenty of places that were loaded with riffraff. There are more places we've been at that I was sure a gun was going to be pulled at some point, but wasn't. There have been many, many places that uh, used to be uh, on the schedule for Rock 102 work release events where you just said, ooh, jeez, will there be any uh, police protection as we go in there? You know, we had some of them uh, that never even came to be because the place either went out of business before we got to yeah. it. You know? And we were we all breathed a sigh of relief like, like oh, oof, thank God they lost their liquor license. Whew. The uh, Wilbraham Police Department received an unexpected call yesterday when a resident discovered an old, unexploded explosive device. The resident called police after cleaning out a basement and finding the device. The Mass State Police bomb squad uh, removed the device and took it to the wastewater facility near the Chicopee River. Hey, this place, somebody already blew this place up. <laughs> What's the difference if we blow this one up? The device was then detonated around 6.15 p.m., the Wilbraham police uh, did say in their social media that the detonation caused a loud noise. Yeah, no kidding, because that's what detonations do. I, uh, nothing against the Wilbraham police, but did you really n- feel the need to say that the explosion caused a loud noise? What I don't understand. Or it's by the waste treatment plant. It could have been silent but deadly. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. You know, what I don't understand is, okay, I listen, I can totally understand the Wilbraham police not wanting to, you know, detonate a bomb. I'm not sure even Wilbraham uh, has, like, a bomb squad uh, in the police department. I'm sure, not sure they even have that. But of all the places they could go, they get the bomb out of the house, and, people, and, and they say, where can we go where if this thing explodes, no one's going to notice the damage? The Chickabee Wastewater Treatment Plant. Let's go. I mean, you got Palmer, you got Munson, you've got, uh, you know, you you could take it out to, to Brimfield if you really wanted to. Certain areas heading east or north would be perfectly fine. And yet they decided to bring it to Chicopee. There's somebody in my town who uh, shoots a lot of guns off. Yeah. <clears throat> that I don't know where it's coming from. I can hear, I think it's like across the river and, you know, through in, in through the woods there somewhere. Yeah. That it sounds like he's, like, target shooting, but then target shooting with, like, that Tannerite stuff. You know, the stuff that explodes. Yes. Because you can always hear, like, a gunshot, and then you hear a second, like, boom afterwards. Could have done it in Huntington. Nobody yeah. would have noticed the difference. Yeah, I, mean, I live pretty close to the uh, the Wilbraham line. I, you know, I heard no explosions. And obviously, like, you know, they took it to, you know, they took it to Chicopee. Mm-hmm. But uh, you remember when, uh, when scores blew up? Oh, yeah. Downtown. I wasn't here when it happened. I felt the uh, the the percussion of that in East Lawn Meadow. Like yeah. it was like I mean, you could feel it. It's crazy. I mean, that was a hell of an explosion. Well, you're what five miles away from the. Uh, yeah, technically, but yeah. it's like you know that's you know that was a that was a noisy baboom. That shook it all up. No kidding. Uh, the holidays are over and the bills are coming in. 22 News is working for you with some strategies you can use to pay off your holiday debt. Oh, they should be good. More than one-third of Americans uh, took on holiday debt in 2022 with an average amount of $1,500, a recent survey found. 
About 37% said it will take them at least five months to pay it off. That's not bad. Five months? Yeah. You could do that. Fifteen hundred hours. I mean, if you're you're working hard, you could you could figure that out. Experts say uh, to start paying off any high interest credit card debt first. Always be sure to pay your bills on time. That's Ooh. some hard hitting tips wow. from the uh, budget strategy department at Twenty Two News. I wonder uh, if anybody would have figured that out on their own. Get this. You're not going to believe this piece of news. A good credit score can also have a dramatic impact on the cost of your debt. It does? You generally have to have a good or excellent credit score to qualify for lower interest rates, which would help cut the cost of your debt a lot faster. You do? This is by uh, the new reporter, uh, Dr. Obvious. (laughs) (laughs) And now we go to our, uh, our correspondent, Dr. Obvious. Doctor, what can you tell us about debt? That's bad. Thank you, Dr. Obvious. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate that. We've learned a lot here today. What can we do to help debt? Pay, Pay it off. off. <laughs> do they not think when they put these stories out that, like, you know, this is a little too Yeah, the thing easy. is, somebody has got to assign that story to a particular report. It's not like reporters are deciding you know, what they want to cover. There's someone to tell them, hey, listen, uh... Slow news day today. How about you cover uh, mm, holiday debt? Come back in about an hour and have a package ready to go for six. And they work it all out. And they say, what are the things that seem so simple would make a great story without actually you know, diving into something that would be yeah. really expensive and helpful? Uh, are you still a fan of any fads that were big like 10 years ago? Uh, no. In fact, I just finished, uh, doing the Tide Pod Challenge. I'm no longer doing that anymore. Uh, here's 11 things that were trending back in 2013. Okay. You ready? Yes. Honey Boo Boo. That was 10 years ago? 49% are not fans anymore, or never were. 42% don't care, and 9% still love her. I'm still in that, uh, don't care part. The show ran for four seasons from 2012 to 2014. She'll be 18 this August. I lasted all of five seconds on that show, and I didn't turn it on because I was curious. It was like flipping through channels, and there it was. It lasted five seconds. I can't I can't do this. Do you know what the top trending song of 2013 was on YouTube? Not off the top of my head. What does the fox say? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is I a good one. I love that song. Uh, the Cronut debuted at a bakery in New York 10 years ago. That's a fad that's never gone out. Uh, goats screaming like humans. 41% say they still love those videos. No, I don't watch those anymore. Vine. It debuted in 2013 and shut down in 2017. 50% of it was uh, wish it was back. You know, there were people that made, like, you know, lucrative careers off of Vine videos. Yeah. They did very well. They and, took it away from them. Oh, because TikTok became a thing. Vine it's videos the same made, thing, really. Yeah. They were, well, TikTok is now expanding more. Weren't, wasn't TikTok only like limited to a certain amount of time, and then, yeah. then it changed and evolved over the years? You can, yeah, I think it's like either a minute or three yeah. minutes, depending on, uh, I don't know how to, I don't even know. Uh, Walter White Hats, the Breaking Bad finale, aired in 2013. Only 10% of us wish the uh, black hat he wore could come back in fashion. I'm not a hat guy. I'm really not. You would wear one of those. Yeah, but I wouldn't, and I wouldn't wear it because it was a Walter White thing. I would feel like I'm, you know, ripping him off. I would want a different hat, something, uh, you know, colorful with a propeller. Froyo. A lot of people abandoned ice cream in 2013 and went for frozen yogurt instead. 
Remember they had all these like little frozen yogurt shops opening up all over the monster frozen yogurt? Yeah. Now where are they? Well, once you walked in and realized, uh, oh, you pay by the weight of your frozen yogurt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're paying $15 for a frozen yogurt because you loaded <laughs> it up with M&Ms. I like the fact that like uh, at the Longmeadow shops, it used to be, that, I forgot what the, the yogurt place was, but like two doors down since the yogurt place went out of business, now there's an ice cream shop. It's actually really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I like that. What's the name of that place? Batch. Hmm. The batch ice cream. Pretty oh, they good. Make it fresh every day? I believe so. Uh, twerking. 55% think it's lame now, and another 26% don't have an opinion. It To me, it was never not lame. It was always an embarrassing display. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we could go with that. I really wish we would stop this. Kale. It became a viral superfood 10 years ago. You know who's still using that? Barry. Barry Krieger. Well, you know what? Uh, I grew up with kale soup as a child. We ate a lot of kale soup because it was delicious. You know, mm-hmm. that, that was a Portuguese heritage of, uh, of mine. Mm-hmm. A lot of kale soup. Beans. Love that. Kale. Yep. All that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the word swag. Yeah, I don't, use, I don't use swag. That's been around a lot longer than 10 years, but it got really trendy in 2013. Only 16% said they still liked that term. I don't like swag and I don't like the word merch. I hate the word merch. Merch. I it would, I don't need to, I don't need that. Make sure you stop by our merch table. No, it wasn't that the guy on the Adams family? No, 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 Steve. That was Lurch. No, no, no. That's the place you go to uh, pray every Sunday. No, 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 Steve. That's church. No, no, no. Uh, I can't think of it. <laughs> You're on Pioneer Valley forecast today. It's going to be rainy with a high of uh, 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 39. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. In honor of National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 852 and T-Rex with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today and tomorrow, high of 44. Today, it is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, hey, as you know, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are uh, playing this weekend, Saturday, against the Utica Comets. I'm looking at, trying to look at the uh, at Utica's uh, record, and I'm not finding it. So, but uh, that's all. All you need to know is you could have. Okay, yes, they're 14 and nine, as opposed to Springfield, which is 14 and 13. So, okay. All right. So, could be a good game. We have uh, we have not only a four pack of tickets. On the ice for Saturday's game, we also have four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference championship mini banner. Damn! Yes, that is for Saturday's game, the seventh. You got to pick it up before five o'clock on Friday. Tenth caller two nine three one zero two one. We'll be with you momentarily. Uh, yes, we can't be with you right now. I <sighs> still got a radio show to do for crying out loud. Well, we have a, uh, you know, we. Uh... We have a producer that will answer that phone call. <laughs> the hell we do. That producer is me, by the way. Yeah, well, I'll be yeah. answering that phone call as soon as we get done here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Joker. You know the uh, the Joker in the DC Comics? Yeah. Just became pregnant. Among the first DC Comics released in 2023 is the fourth issue of The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, and in it, The Joker becomes pregnant and has a son. I'm trying to imagine the late Cesar Romero uh, pregnant, you know, crowning, yeah. breaking his water, yeah. and I don't see it. Laughing the entire time? Laughing, telling jokes, chewing on ice chips, 
uh, breathing in regular intervals. Pushing the button for the nurse. Demanding for an epidural. You know, I can see it all, but I just... But, uh, Didn't the Joker see- walk out of a hospital in the dark night and push the button dressed as a nurse and then blew the entire hospital up? Yeah, but that, yeah. okay, so, but that's the... Um, that's the Heath Ledger one. I, I'm. I guess I'm more fixated on Cesar Romero. The uh, <laughs> Cesar Romero becoming pregnant. Yeah, I don't that's think right. That would be uh, no. You don't think so? No. Uh, the guy who died. What's what's his name? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, he was the one that would have been better being it's perverse. Really, yeah. it is kind of perverse. The backup story uh, in the fourth issue of the Joker: The Man Who Stopped Laughing sees the. Uh, uh, Batman villain become pregnant and give birth. And if that wasn't far enough out there, the mother of the Joker's child is the magician hero Zatanna. The pregnancy was a result of Zatanna casting a spell on the Joker after he tried to persuade her to start a family with him. Huh. That sounds like marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Come the, here. Yeah, the, have the, my children. The difference is the curse is over in two hours. Yeah, yeah. In her classic backwards speak, Zatanna cast a spell that would that would ensure that quote no one else would ever have Joker's baby. However, her true meaning was twisted around in the enactment of the spell, such as the Joker himself becomes pregnant. So she didn't mean for him to become pregnant. And then the Joker wakes up in a Wonder Woman bed at that and finds himself suddenly pregnant. Interestingly, some until someone else pointed it out to him, the Joker did not even uh, seem to realize what had happened. Well, it's not, isn't it nice to know that at least the Joker wasn't being irresponsible? Uh, yeah. And when the Joker is looked at by Dr. Phosphorus, an established DC supervillain, uh-huh. supervillain the doctor tells him, I don't even know where the baby is going to come out from down there. Well, what, yeah, that, what the that, hell is going on I, with these I, comic I, books? I mean, honestly. I mean, I just thought, uh, you know, the, the 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 worst thing about Batman is like if he uh, when the fist fights happen, you know, bang, pow, fracture, you know, yeah, that kind of yeah. that kind of thing. That was the most dangerous thing you could you could get out of there with. Hey, you don't see uh, like uh, Clo- Lois Lois Lane and Clark Kent going for in vitro fertilization, you know, you know. It's- <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry, all that kryptonite, all that kryptonite that he was around. Uh, yeah. Reduced his ability to have children. Yeah. Well, uh, so. well, Mr. Co- Mr. Kent, uh, you'll you'll have to go into this room with this plastic cup. Oh, and you know what? And then they go into the fertility clinic. Yeah. And they accidentally get a sample that was donated by Lex Luthor. See, That's I can write these comic books too. Can't be any worse than what you're coming up with, anyway. It's better than Days of Our Lives. It's eight fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. New England Patriots football. Every.